So I'm driving home. I um, went to a really cool Design at Large talk at UCSD tonight. And the, the topic uh, was chasing innovation, entrepreneurial citizenship, and the subsumption of hope. And so a uh, professor from UCSD, Lily Irani, and, and basically, not that I can do justice to her amazing talk, but she was really just talking about the impact of this entrepreneurial approach to kind of um, social justice, change in government um, through the lens of her work in India. And so there were a couple things that I just wanted to throw out there before I forgot about them. And it was really her whole um, focus on hackathons that stuck with me. So when she talked about hackathons, I just want to be clear, she was talking about the more traditional kind of approach to a hackathon where it's uh, technology product based, right? So um, not a hackathon in terms of we have a bug in the system and we need to hack and find a solution, but you know we have a bug in society and we're going to hack a solution and it's going to probably have some sort of programming or um, technology implementation as, as part of that solution. So. Um, you know, maybe it's using design thinking, maybe it's not, but but that's the lens to, to do it. And so when she talked about the hackathon, um, a few things she said really stood out to me. And she talked about three hidden pedagogies that we need to keep in mind when we are working with hackathons. And the first one is bias to action. And so if you're a design thinker, of course, this is something that, that we kind of live and die by, right? There should always be a bias towards action. Um, what was fascinating though, she said, you know, this bias towards action creates a sense of urgency. And the other sense of urgency comes from the whole notion of a hackathon, which is uh, you have only so much time with these people you've never met before to come up with a solution, right? So you kind of walk in the door with like, ah, I gotta, I gotta figure this out, I gotta figure this out. And what's your name? And what are we doing? And what's the problem? And you know, are we in agreement? Let's, let's figure this out. So she said, you know, it creates a sense of urgency and that bias towards action. But, you know, in a sense, that's great because you're avoiding that whole analysis paralysis. But on the other side, what's happening is those quick solutions aren't necessarily like really taking into consideration the big, broad implications of the issue, right? Um, so you're not really going broad, you're not really going deep. Um, you're just kind of like, what can we do right now because we have to pitch this at the end. So what's something tangible we can put together given like the constraints of the situation. And then within that also is you're like, you're bringing this team together that A, doesn't know each other and B, already has like a skill set and their own ideas. So she said, like when you draw on these relationships and this knowledge and like these, these desires of the people in the room, like that's the type of product you're going to get. So maybe, you know, we're all hacking something and in our minds, we know that like a really good solution might be, um, you know, some, some interactive tool that's embedded in something, but everybody in the room and our team is a web designer. So what's going to happen? Our solution's probably going to be some sort of web tool. Cause that's, that's like the knowledge we bring to the table. And when you're in a hackathon, you don't have the luxury of saying, well, let's hire somebody to do this sort of work or let, let's call somebody else. Right. Cause again, you have that, that sense of urgency and that, that whole like biased action. So, you know, it's just kind of that, that acknowledgement that, um, you know, that can really, you know, kind of limit what you're thinking or, or where you might actually maybe should have gone with the project, but you went somewhere else instead because you have that, that urgency and that, that bias towards action. Um, and then she also talked about this whole idea of like managing politics as friction. And, you know, what's awesome obviously is that, you know, conflict can generate new ideas and, and you never want five yes people on your team. You certainly want people with, with different views. And she talks about how we always talk about, oh, we, we want all this di diverse thought. And yet, you know, we're kind of looking at diversity on this, this superficial level and not really talking about like 
race and culture and, and the important types of diversity a lot of times is, is not really what it's about but that wasn't really the focus of our topic that was just kind of my, my tangent on the side um but she said like it's it's really important in hackathons obviously that we work to like channel that into opportunity and um, you know and, and that it's generative and that you know we're really trying to find that balance between like okay we have friction and i want to use that to get a new idea but i also don't want to go so far that you stop the ideas or I might like have to say, okay, you know, I'm gonna cut you off because we really have to start prototyping. We have somewhere to go. So sometimes like the debates and the friction really, really are important and need to be hammered out. But again, because it's a hackathon, like you don't have time for that. So you could miss something crucial in, um, you know, because you're A, just trying to be nice to these people that you don't know, right? Who, who really wants to have a huge debate with people that you just met and you need to work with. Um, and then also just because again, like, people choose to be in hackathons. So just by that nature, they might have like a certain lens they're bringing to the table. And so you might be kind of negating other um, views that are important. So just kind of keeping that in mind. And then her third one that I had never thought about that really has made me think is she said like, um, when you are in a hackathon, you make assumptions that labor is available. And so like she talked about technology, right? Like, oh, we're gonna create this website. And she goes, think about like all the hidden assumptions about the labor involved with that. You're assuming that there's there's cloud servers available. You're assuming that maybe there's clerical staff to transcribe all the stuff you want on the website to put it there and the graphic designers and all this piece, right? You're just like, hey, here's our idea. And, and you aren't really considering all the people that have to make that happen and then have to carry it out when you're gone. Because hackathon ends at 8 p.m. You're like, yeah, we did it. We created this thing. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the one to invest like the time and the capital to keep it going. So again, you're kind of like thrusting this work onto unsuspecting people who are like, wait, what? I have to create a website now? And, and I got to put all these interactive pieces in it? And you know, when did that happen? And, and how did I get signed up for this? So, you know, kind of that, that um, concept really needs to be considered. The big picture, um, something that, that stuck with me as I was reflecting on everything she said was one of the issues with a hackathon when you're really like again constraining people with time and such and you're not letting them go really like deeper in the problems is it allows the government to stay in control right um so in our minds we're like oh we're social justice and we're saving the world but it's very limited and in that sense like the government like they're, they're not stressed out about like the political ramifications because if you have like eight hours or even, you know, you do a, a design sprint for a week, like, are you really digging deep into policies? Like, like who's going to deconstruct Congress in five days and say, we, we found all the source of the problems of the ills of the world and, and we have this whole new government structure. I mean, besides, I don't even think the, the founders of the constitution, you know, got it done in a one week design sprint. So, you know, how are we going to do it? Um, but it really just kind of made me think like, is this the answer? And if we're talking about entrepreneurial spirit being used in a hackathon, like, isn't the concept of an entrepreneur to make money? And is that what we want? We want people who are looking for profit to come up with solutions for the ills of society? I, I just like, there's a conflict there because yeah, I want to make a profit. So maybe I'm not actually choosing the best solution. I'm choosing the best solution that's going to, you know, line my pockets at least a little bit. Um, she mentioned this book and I hadn't heard of it. It's called the, the fortune fortune at the bottom of the, of the pyramid, I think, but it's like 
can we eradicate poverty through profit? And I just think, um, you know, maybe people thought like, oh, Jeff Bezos came up with Amazon and as Amazon grows, we'll eradicate poverty because he's gonna hire, right? All these people, Amazon's worldwide, so he's gotta be bringing in all these people and so therefore poverty will be eradicated. And it's not happening. Um, you know, what we're seeing in a lot of places is that they're they're underpaid, like, you know, like Walmart and, and different places where the, the employees at the, at the front of the lines are saying, like, I, I still need government assistance. So we haven't eradicated poverty. In some senses, we've even, like, cut their medical benefits and different things, and maybe they would have been better off on government assistance than, than working for some of these companies. And so if poverty hasn't been eradicated through profit, then I don't know, like, are entrepreneurs the ones who should be working through these hackathons? Um, I'm not saying they are or they aren't. I'm just wondering, like, are we focused in the right arena? Like, is that the right word? Maybe it's not entrepreneurs. Maybe, you know, it's like like social justice. And, and she talked about it and she said, um, I forget what she called it, but um, something, uh, like, oh, I wish I could remember. But, you know, this I guess this kind of idea of, like, you have to find that that, that merge, that, that, um, that thing. Um, oh, rendering entrepreneurial. Like, that's what she called it. And so, like, can we can we make the world in, like, into this place of experiment and, you know, provide all these possibilities for innovation that don't provide a political threat? And, like, what are, what are the ramifications of that? And, and, like, her focus was on India and, and India is going through, you know, government change and, and shifts. But um, it's kind of really making me rethink, like, how do we approach some of the work that we're doing? Even in K-12, when we're, we're saying to students, like, hey, use your design thinking and kind of hack this problem. Um, is, is hack the word we should be using and, and is that the way to do it? So um, definitely lots of food for thought and, and uh, thanks to UCSD for giving me that opportunity to attend. It's awesome.